one that you could go and, and take part in as well. Uh, we have uh, our sponsors. They include Hardee's, Greenville Utilities, The Air Doctor, Telco Credit Union, Go Eco, Greenville Toyota, 264 Shoes and Apparel, Pair Electronics, Southern Bank, Specialty FDR, Fantasy Sam's, Speedy Oil Change, and Auto Service, and also AmeriHealth, Caretis, North Carolina. Southern Bank, too, if I didn't say them, but I think I did. Um, so, yeah, I hope you'll do that. Be a part of what is uh, undoubtedly a uh, fantastic holiday show. So there you go. Craig Willard uh, with the sacks there. Craig Willard and the Embers. Interbanks Media partnering with all these great sponsors. Try to make a, uh, a Merry Christmas for kids this year who are uh, unfortunate. And there's tough times out there, undoubtedly so. So go to 943thegame.com. You can pick up your, uh, your tickets uh, there. A uh, couple little odds and ends before we go to break because we're going to get Rainy as close to the bottom of the hour as possible. Uh, maybe a little before. Uh, former Arizona basketball coach Sean Miller escaping sanctions when a report from the independent accountability resolution process largely accepted the program's self-imposed penalties stemming from an NCAA rules violation case that dates back to 2015. Wild, uh, shocking, I would think, in many ways. The I the IARP report says that the former uh, assistant coach Emmanuel Richardson, ma- assistant coach Manuel Richardson, was given a ten year show calls penalty after he solicited and accepted twenty thousand in cash bribes and paid forty thousand for a fraudulent academic transcript. Another former assistant, Mark Phelps, was given a two year show cause penalty after he uh, provided an impermissible benefit to a student-athlete, then directed the student-athlete to conceal the violation. Miller emerged largely unscathed in the report. He's now the head coach of Xavier. The basketball program there, I assume this means Arizona will lose a scholarship for the 23-24 season. Uh, The panel's decision is final, meaning that there are no appeals in any of this. So that is uh, the report out of the Associated Press. I will get Brian Mull on this a little later in the week. I do think that that is uh, a little stunning. I will kid you not. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by it. Yeah. All right. Uh, a couple of other things, uh, news that was uh, made yesterday out of the uh, state as far as the transfer portal goes after five seasons with uh, NC State, uh, Devin Carter, uh, over 1,900 yards receiving in his career, uh, entered the transfer portal. There was some thinking he might declare for the draft, but uh, apparently will not play in the bowl game. I'm assuming the way this is written, that he's not in the bowl game. To the Wolfpack meet the Maryland Terrapins in the Duke Duke's Mayo Bowl on December 30th. Uh, Hardwood last night, it was NC State winning over Furman, 92-73. They'll head to Chicago to take on Vanderbilt this weekend in the fight in Jerry Stackhouse's. Uh, UNC got a second straight win last night in basketball as they uh, blew out Citadel 167 in Chapel Hill, and they are 7-3 and three as they head up to take on number 21 Ohio State at Madison Square Garden in that uh, CBS event uh, that goes on uh, that made-for-TV deal. Of course, they all are, but uh, the made-for-TV deal that uh, the – 
CBS has put together with Kentucky and UCLA is involved in it too. Uh, that they do the CBS Showdown or whatever it's called. Yeah. All right, uh, let's uh, get a break. I do want to get into our pirate report and probably get to a few things early today again because I want to allow as much time for Rini Agolia as uh, possible on the program. Uh, but uh, we will uh, grab a break and come back with uh, more of the Patrick Johnson show and our pirate report and some comments from Coach Houston straight ahead here on the flagship of your ECU Pirates 94-3 the game. Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. ECU will be lining up against Coastal Carolina coming up on the 27th of uh, December. In fact, uh, we've got a few things that we have uh, announced. Let me look that up here, Uh, Benjamin, while I'm... uh, Looking at this, they're going to have a special um, show on the 26th at 5.30 Eastern. Uh, It'll be uh, a coverage of the uh, hour-long pep rally taking place uh, in Birmingham. So uh, there'll be no coaches show that night. That'll be kind of it. And and I think uh, we'll we'll have some kind of lead into that and then uh, call it a day, and, and I might assign Ben that lead-in. Uh, the pregame show for the 27th for the network will be 5.45, so we will actually go on the air at 3 p.m. that day out of Adam Gold for a uh, two-hour, 45-minute edition of our Pirate Game Day Countdown. Uh, 6.45 is the kickoff, of course, on that uh, evening. So much to get ready for uh, as we uh, look at uh, the uh, – Pirates and Chanticleers and do so in some more detail in uh, the coming months. I think tomorrow is the day that uh, Coach Houston goes out and does his press conference in uh, Birmingham. So we'll have coverage of that, and we'll also have coverage of uh, ECU uh, basketball. Might have a few comments from Mike Schwartz tomorrow. Uh, If not, we'll certainly have them for you on uh, Friday. Okay. Uh, Pirate report here in earnest, and uh, this is uh, Coach Houston. Uh, talking about his thoughts on Coastal Carolina, giving us the scout on the chance. They're very talented. Um, and, you know, they uh, both sides of the football are very, very solid. Uh, their quarterback, Grayson McCall, you know, he's kind of the one that you know, has, as he goes, they go. You know, he. Uh, the one thing I would say is the games that Grayson's been healthy and played in, they've won them. And, you know, why did they struggle late in the year? Well, he, he didn't play in a couple of games and then was really banged up in another one. So um, he's a three-time uh, reigning Sunbelt Player of the Year, uh, just a really solid operator and uh, does a great job running the ball and throwing the ball. And, you know, he's really the kind of the, the keys to the, to the car right there. So, but, you know, he's got good, good players around him. Uh, but uh, they've been very solid offensively, uh, really aggressive defense. Uh, you know, similar scheme to, to to what to what we uh, to what we play, but uh, you know, some differences. Uh, but very 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 sound. We'll get Rini and Goli's uh, thoughts on the matchup coming up in uh, just a little bit. Uh, but uh, I think this is going to be a, a an interesting game. Coastal's got a lot of talent, as we know. 
Uh, but they have had a really rough go of it here in the last few weeks. And then even after the uh, season ended and the loss to Troy, uh, things really kind of got uh, sideways in a lot of respects. Uh, a little deeper dive here into the coastal uh, offense with Coach Mike Houston. Well, it's it's evolved a good bit as, we, as we've gotten to study it from what you – know, I, mean, I, I know this coaching staff very well and uh, have faced them many times over the years. They've really evolved over what they were, say – you know, eight, nine years ago uh, to where they do have a lot of zone run game schemes uh, now that uh, they didn't employ a few years ago. But they also do have some, you know, some veer blocking double teams and, you know, triple option type uh, blocking schemes up front. But uh, it's still, you know, much like with us, you know, we run the RPO scheme. For us, that's our triple option. For them, they do it from a little more of a of shotgun, uh, a wishbone out of the shotgun kind of deal so you're going to have a, a dive back uh, most times you're going to have the quarterback as a running threat uh, and then you're going to have somebody that's a pitch man and they and what they've done now is they don't use as much two back as they used to their pitch man is really a wide receiver and their main one is number 14 Jared Brown who is a dynamic playmaker out of Atlanta Georgia uh, and you know they they try to get him you know in space on the perimeter with the football uh, off of that uh, that read option look coastal has had some issues defensively uh, particularly late in the season and uh let's see this is uh coach uh houston talking about a, a little scout here for the coastal carolina chance defensively well they're uh a primarily a four down uh under front quarters coverage defense uh they will get in some three down uh they play. You know, they're going. They're going to stack the box. I mean, they're they're going to try to take Keaton away from us. So you're going to see those safeties down. You're going to see them really trying to 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 get an extra hat in the in the box in the run game. Uh, and you know, they're they're really really good interiorly up front. Uh, Jared Clark, number fifteen, uh, 6'4", 340 pound redshirt senior. He is. I mean, he is a really really good football player. And uh, you know, one of the better interior kids we've seen all year. Um, linebacker level, their linebackers are really sound, do a great job uh, in, you know, fitting in the run game. On the back end, both of their safeties are very active, so they're going to, you know, they're going to be, you know, there, you know, as the extra free hitter in the box, and then they're very long at corner. So uh, it's a solid group. They're they're really sound. Uh, they don't pressure a ton. Uh, when they do pressure, though, uh, they do a really good job. Uh, but they're, you know, they're going to be kind of an in-your-face. Uh, you know, just, you know, really trying to take everything away from you. All right, more comments from uh, Coach Houston here on today's Pirate Report. Uh, he goes through the Chanticleers from a special teams perspective. Hit it. They've had uh, a few missed kicks this year, but, uh, you know, the kicker's got a strong leg. Um, their kickoff returner has a touchdown on the year, had a 95-yarder. He has, uh, you know, really great speed. He's like a a 10, 500 meter kid. Um, you know, the punter, the punter is solid, uh, does a, does a good job there. So, um, I think just, a, a solid special teams. All right. Uh, Mike Houston comments from him today on our, uh, pirate report and, uh, we'll get more out of Birmingham from uh, coach coming up, uh, in, uh, in tomorrow's edition of the, uh, show. Uh, looking here, uh, BetMGM, for what it's worth, has uh, the Pirates' eight-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Uh, minus 110, over under at 62 and a half. Uh, their predictor has ECU with a 74.2% confidence to win the game and a near 53% confidence to uh, cover, again, for entertainment purposes only. Uh, and, uh, you know, just looking through some of the things at Coastal here, I mean, it's been a, a tough role here as of uh, late. And uh, Coastal, you know, like like a lot of schools out there, when they are uh, when they're rolling offensively, they're a tough cover. But uh, it's been their defense that has that's uh, that's had a tough go of it this year. They've allowed twenty. They've allowed fifty three explosion plays on passes this season. That'd be twenty yards or more. Uh, and uh, and they've allowed 40-plus yards on passes this year uh, 14 times in their explosion plays they've allowed. So that's the, those are the fourth worst numbers in the FBS. So if the Pirates uh, can get the run game going and have the, uh, the, the long ball as a possibility, and that's that's an area where ECU has some effectiveness with uh, Ehlers to uh, C.J. Johnson. That could be a really, really big uh, deal and a potent deal for ECU. All right, that is uh, today's Pirate Report. We'll get into some more of the uh, sound tomorrow from Coach Houston and uh, others. Uh, Rini Agoli is going to join us coming up, getting to him a little early, so uh, let's grab a 94-3 The Game Sports Flash update. And then Rini and Golia for the balance of the hour with us uh, here talking uh, bowl season and pirate football on uh, 94.3 The Games. Patrick Johnson, radio program. He's got to wear his goggles because the snow really flies. And he's cruising every pad with a little surprise. It's the little season. More of the Patrick Johnson. Rini and Golia, ESPN College football analyst on the Patrick Johnson show here this afternoon. I want to ask you about... Uh, uh, the, where you see the American going into next year. We've already talked about who's leaving. Houston's in that group. BYU, who's playing SMU in, the, in their bowl game, is also uh, moving on to, to the Big 12. Yeah. Tulane coming off a championship, although they're probably going to have some, some, you know, Michael Pratt, I, I'm pretty sure, is going to play pro football. I mean, there's no real reason. There's nothing more he can do coming back. Yeah. Um, It'll be... Yeah, yeah, but then you know East Carolina's position, but they'll have a new quarterback. Uh, but they'll have Keaton Mitchell back conceivably, unless something crazy, you know, happens. And who knows in this day and age? Uh, you've got uh, what is it now? Six or seven new coaches, four new coaches in the programs coming in. Yeah, and yeah. then two or three it's they're going to have now that Navy's at it. I think it is up to seven new coaches. So where do you see yeah. the American going into into uh, listen, the next I, season? I think they're. I think they're positioned well. I, I, you know, I had saw Mike Oresco, uh this week. Uh, great conversation with him. Um, he did, and the conference did everything they could in this conference. You know, realignment shift um, to stay in a good position. Uh, you know, here's here's the other thing too. And fans are obviously fans for a reason. They're fanatics. Drive me nuts on social media. You know, um, but at the end of the day, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston, they don't go to the Big 12 if it's not for what the American did to them. But but vice versa, too. Those schools helped the American out tremendously. So, you know, it was a win-win situation for them. Um, the six schools, and, and we've talked about this on your show before, the right. six schools uh, they brought in, they're in major markets, good cities. Um, so they'll be fine. And everyone's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know 
these schools. Well, that's because those schools are never on TV because the, the conference they were in, you know, the TV package was, was really null and void. You just never saw them. Right. These schools, you're now going to see them every week, right, with the ESPN package. They're going to become household names. And, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen UTSA, University right. of San, uh, Texas, San Antonio, um, watch them. They play this Friday night as well. It's, it's against my championship game, but that's okay. You can flip the channel. Um, <laughs> they are a really good team. Yeah. Um, their quarterback's going to come back. They ponied up some money in their collective for NIL. He's going to come back. Um, and so they're going to step into the conference right away and, and be able to compete. Um, so they're a really good team. Um, UAB got Trent Dilfer's the head coach there now. So that's a interesting dynamic. And, you know, you bring FAU in, Tom Herman's coaching there now. So, there's going to be a lot of good programs stepping up. And as you said, you know, you, you, you kind of talked about the other programs, Tulane and ECU and, you know, schools that are, that are coming back and that are going to do well. Here's the other thing. And we talked about it. The transfer portal is like free, you know, it's like free agency with no limits now. Um, it's crazy. So there's a ton of players in that portal. Uh, coaches are going to, you know, they recruit the portal. So they're going to be able to fill needs. And that's, I mean, that's the one thing that I think coaches like with the portal is mm -hmm. you can identify needs on your team and then you can go to the portal to specifically fill that need where in high school recruiting, you try to do that, but you really don't know what you're going to get right. in high school, right? There's, well, there's that kind of that curve. Well, there's more pressure now with win part, now, you know. isn't there, Rini? There's more pressure with win now. No doubt about it. And I, and I think the portal did that. And, 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 and actually I think it's why you've seen the, you know, the firing and we've always seen coaches firing, but there's just, there's kind of like an added pressure and and and, and the terminations I think stepped up because you want to get a new coach in place to hit that that portal right away. So yeah, it, it's it's a crazy crazy time for college football. Uh, a great time if you're a college football fan. There's just a lot going on. You know, you know I'm kind of fifty fifty on the transfer portal. I see the good in it, but I you know I also see the negative yeah. in it as well. Well, you well, got but you got is, two thousand people is. in the portal now. Is there are there enough yeah. spots out there? There's not. So that's, that's the issue. So, you know, I think I might've said this before too. We kind of live in a society now where, you know, these, these high school kids, you know, they're pampered, right? Because they're the best kids on the team, the best kids in the area, the best kids in the state. And, and then they get to these big time programs and all of a sudden they're, they're not the starter. Heck, they're not even the backup. They're third and fourth team and they don't know what to do because they've never been in that position before. They don't really know how to fight, right? So then, you know, everyone around them says, well, it's not you, it's the coaches. Yeah, right. So instead of saying, hey, coach, what do I need to do to get reps? What do I need to do to become the starter, the second string guy? They just leave, right? They go in the portal. And at the end of the day, there's not enough spots, you know? So it's, it's, it's nuts. And the other thing, too, you know, a lot of coaches I talk to, which is this is another interesting dynamic, you're seeing a lot of FCS players, really good FCS players, mm -hmm. right, that – Played at that level for two or three years that were all Americans, all, you know, multiple year, all conference, say to themselves, well, heck, I've done it here at the FCS level. I want to pop up to the FBS and see if I can do it there. And I totally get it because a lot of those kids, you know, maybe were injured in high school like I was or just, you know, kind of fell off the radar and were under the radar. So now they're going to, they're going to try to jump up in, in the FBS coaches. They love that. You know why? Because they have two or three year, of, of film to watch these kids and they know what they're getting. Like they, they know this is a talented kid. Like, you know, for instance, uh, UCF's leading linebacker uh, tackler was a two time all American. So, I mean, you well, know, 
what you're yeah, getting. There were a couple so, of pirates like that. Justin Red started on the offensive yes, line yes, for the exactly, Pirates, yes. who was at Norfolk State. I mean, there's yeah, there's a couple guys like that. Um, a lot of players opting out of the bowl game. How do you? How does that resolve itself? Yeah, so that's been happening, right? I mean, we we've been we've been seeing that for a few years now. I think the I think the twelve team playoff, which is coming, mm-hmm. and I guess I guess once it comes, it it can now be a play. It can be playoff plural because obviously the four team is just a playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to help, right, for the bigger games. I really do, and and actually I think NIL, okay, um, because these kids are making you know some kids are making substantial amount of money. I think if some of these NIL deals now say, hey, you know, we want you to play in the bowl game, we want max notoriety, you know, that may keep some kids around longer as well. But that's always an issue you're going to deal with because at the end of the day, if the kid is a bona fide NFL uh, player in, in, you know, in a, in a first or second round pick, you're talking about, you know, life-changing money. So you, you, you understand why. But as I just said, these kids are making, in, in a lot of our cases life changing money in all college. Right. So yeah. that may keep them around a little longer as well. But I but I do think that the the twelve team playoff is gonna is gonna keep kids in those in those bigger games. And I'm I'm excited for that. So that that I think, mean, you know, college football is in a good place. It's a it's a crazy place. You know, people are you know, it's broken, the conference realignment. It's just that's the way the world is. We you just gotta move with it, you know? So uh, at the end of the day, the pride and pageantry of college football is not going to change. You know, there still are our alma mater. We still love tailgating. We still love, uh, you know, just the, the every day of college football. And, and at the end of the day as well, I think the 12-team playoff makes the season more exciting because it's going to really make the conference championships matter, right? And if you get into your conference championship game and maybe, you know, you say to yourself, like, winner in or – at least I have to, you know, if I don't win it, you know, possibly I get one of those um, other spots. It's just I think it's going to make the, the season really exciting down the end, in my opinion. We've got Rini and Golia before we let him go, and we'll run through a schedule. Uh, you invoked the playoff there, uh, so they got it right in your opinion with the with the twelve teams. Should it be more? Should should the playoff system, you know, Bob Cunningham at UNC, the AD who who kind of came from that non P five level says, let's make it 16, 10 champions, six at large. I like that. I didn't think I'd ever agree with anything Bubba Cunningham had to say, but, you know, I, I kind of agree with that sentiment. I understand why we're not so reticent to go there, but, uh, yeah, you know, what's well, the I, what, what's your take on 12 teams? So I thought it was going to go to eight, and then when it went to 12, it made sense. But guess what? 16 makes sense, too. The FCS playoffs now, they do 24. So uh, I like that they're going to 12, PJ, because now we can we – can, we can tweak it, right? And so, because all, all we heard was like, oh, it's going to stay four. It's going to stay four until the contract ends. Well, guess what? It's going to go to 12 before the contract ends. So, you know, let's do 12. Let's see, let's see what, it, uh, what happens here. And uh, we'll go from there. And then you could always, uh, you know, advance it up. But, yeah, you know, you know when I played uh, one double A, it wasn't FCS back then. It was 16 teams. Mm-hmm. And so you can go from there. So. I, uh, I, I kind of like the 12, but we'll, we'll let it go because you, you can always expand. You're never going to go backwards, right? So mm-hmm. you can always go up. So I think 12 is a good, good spot to start it at. Catch Rini and Golia tomorrow, the American Bowl preview on ESPN+. 
And you can catch him Friday in the Stag Bowl, the uh, D3, NCAA D3 National Championship game, uh, which will be taking place from Annapolis, Maryland. That'll be on ESPNU. So that'll be a oh, lot of Oh, by the uh, way, yes. in that one, you have the number one ranked team and the number two ranked team in the country going at. Number one is North Central mm-hmm. out of uh, Naperville, Illinois. <laughs> Excellent team. And then number two is Mount Union, which you've heard of Mount Union. It's going to be their 22nd trip. Uh, to the Division Three National Champions to the Stag Bowl. This is a great program. So you you literally have the best two programs uh, going at it, and it's and and so I think in D three before I get off D three, I think they do thirty two teams. I might be off by a couple, but so their playoff is is really big. And look at it, at the end of the day, one and two ended up are going to meet for the national championship. So you you know if you're a purist, if you're a football purist. It doesn't get any better than that. Hey, Rainey, thanks a lot. Merry Christmas to you again, and uh, we'll catch you next time around. You got it, Patrick. Thank you. Merry Christmas, my friend. Great time with Rainey and Goalie today. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, big thanks to Ben Byram and Dom for all of their efforts behind the scenes today as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Jim Zoki will be with us. We'll talk about uh, the win-win that was the decision made last week by the Panthers and uh, how it was indeed a win-win and what we are talking about and uh, the big game, all-important game coming up against the Steelers uh, this weekend. We'll, of course, wrap up the week, and it looks like uh, with the exception of Wednesday next week, the plan is to be here all that week, and then Ben, with the uh, end of the uh, year, he'll handle things into the beginning of the new year. We'll, We'll get through all of that, figure it out in the next couple of days. Uh, We have uh, ECU basketball coming your way Saturday. Reminder of that, it'll be a 1 o'clock pre-game local airtime with our Pirate Game Day countdown. Ben leading you into network coverage at 1.30 and then 2 o'clock on the network. It'll be a matchup with uh, East Carolina and South Carolina from the other Greenville in South Cac Alack. All right, uh, have a great rest of your uh, evening. It's going to be a rainy one tomorrow, so uh, be safe out there, and we'll uh, catch you on the Patrick Johnson Show tomorrow here on the flagship of the Pirates, 94-3, the game.